Love Talk Radio. Ready? I believe it's that time, sister. It's that time. Ready, sister? All right, let's all take a red songbook and let's turn to number 93. Let's stand together. Heavenly sunlight. Let's one number 93. Walking in sunlight all of my journey over the mountains through the deep vale. Jesus has said, I'll never forsake thee. Promise divine that never can fail. Heavenly sunlight, heavenly sunlight, flooding my soul with glory divine. Hallelujah, I am rejoicing, singing his praises. Jesus is mine. Shadows around me, shadows above me, never conceal my Savior and guide. He is a light in him is so darkness. Ever I'm walking close to his side. Heavenly sunlight, heavenly sunlight, flooding my soul with Glory divine, hallelujah, I am rejoicing, singing his praises, Jesus is mine, in the bright sunlight, ever rejoicing, pressing my way to mansions above, singing his praises, gladly I'm walking, Walking in sunlight, sunlight of love. Heavenly sunlight, heavenly sunlight, flooding my soul with glory divine. Hallelujah, I am rejoicing, singing his praises. Jesus is mine. Amen. Are you coming too? Amen. It's good to be in church this morning. It's good to be 
Amen. It's good to be saved. Amen. And I'm thankful to be here with you. Amen. And good to see you here this morning. Prayer request today. Yes. Um, I have a buddy that I follow on Facebook. Um, he's, he was born with heart problems. Mm-hmm. He had several heart surgeries. He's actually in Boston right now, and they redid two of his major surgeries that he's had. Mm-hmm. And he's he's doing good, but he needs prayers that he stays stable. And his mom is asking for prayers that he can get off the bed because he's not a person who's been on the bed for his entire life. So, right. Amen. All right. Well, we'll lift him up in prayer. Amen. I've got one of them too. I got. Friend I've got a daughter named Lydia, and uh, she has a very large aneurysm in her brain. And they told them, you know, years ago, just be ready for her to go at any time. And she's still going. You know, God's kept her alive. She's she's a nonverbal autistic child, but she's but she's they call her their sweetie baby, and uh, she's just precious she can be. Um, had another request. Let me think. Try to remember what it was. Anyway, somebody else, maybe I'll think of it. Yes. Mm. 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 We'll be praying about that, absolutely. Pray for Miss Charlotte. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah, Miss Charlotte, She she's twisted her knee, and uh, she's having a lot of pain with that today. And wants her church, please pray for. Um, also, next Sunday I'll be I'll be in uh, Delhi, Texas, and I'm coveting your prayers. I need your prayers. Uh, it's been a long time since I've done a revival meeting. I've done one out in Amarillo uh, years ago, but I hadn't done one in quite some time. But I just want God to use me. I, I I'm not going down there so anybody can brag on me or anything like that. I'm not going down there because I think I'm anything. I'm just you know I've been asked to do it and. And I just want God to use me. I want his hand to be upon me. It's going to be, from what I understand, quite a few people. They're, um, they're not doing it in the church building across the road. They've got the uh, the fire department, which has got a great, they just built it a couple of years ago. It's a great big building, got lots of room, and, and we're going to have the revival meeting over there. So there'll be people from the community come. So they've been praying. They've been looking forward to this, to this happening since, last, since this past April. And uh, I just I want to be able to do what God wants me to do. So please pray that God will use me in every way that He can down there. Is it all week? Uh, it's going to be month. It's going to be. I'll, I'll be down there Sunday. Uh, Brother Chad will preach Sunday morning, and then I'll preach Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, and Wednesday night. You know, if the Lord leads, we'll extend it. But you know, we're just going to wait and see what God does. But uh, but I'll be doing the music and the and the preaching. So please pray that just God uses me through that thing. Um, I know I had something else I wanted to mention, but I can't think of it. I guess if it was meant to be, I'd remember, wouldn't I? <laughs> yeah, Brother Lucas will be here next Sunday, so y'all pray for him as well. <clears throat> All right. Anybody? Yes. Yes, we do. That's That was what I was trying to remember. Thank you. Yes. Uh, Lisa Childress works with me, her dad, Mike Martin. And he's been in the hospital, but he's going to have to have some open heart surgery on the 22nd. So pray for him. Okay. All right. 
Any other prayer? Yes, Kyla. They stuck you right there? Oh, no. Did you? Even through the screaming and the tears, she did surprisingly well. <laughs> but her bruise hurt. Next time, let you just stick them, okay? <laughs> no. No, I don't blame you. I wouldn't want to do that either. All right. Well, any other prayer requests this morning? All right. Let's go to the Lord and pray. Ask God to meet with us and hear our prayer requests. Robert, lead us. Amen. You can be seated. Oh, 
Redeemer is mine. He hideth my soul in the cleft of the rock that shadows the dry, thirsty land. He hideth my life in the depths of his love and covers me there with his hand and covers me there with his hand when clothed in his brightness transported i rise to meet him in clouds of the sky his perfect salvation his wonderful love, I'll shout with the millions on high. He hideth my soul in the cleft of the rock that shadows a dry, thirsty land. He hideth my life in the depths of his love and covers me there with his hand, and covers me there with his hand. Amen. Let's turn over to number 90. Number 90, living by faith in Jesus above. Today, what tomorrow may bring, if shadow or sunshine or rain. The Lord I know ruleth o'er everything, and all of my worry is vain. Living by faith in Jesus above, trusting, confide. In his great love From all harm's sake In his sheltering arm I'm living by faith And I feel no alarm Though tempests may blow And the storm clouds arise Obscuring the brightness of light I'm never alarmed at the overcast skies. The master looks on at the tribe. Living by faith in Jesus above. Trusting, confiding in his great love. From all harm's Living by faith and I feel no alone. Last verse. Our Lord will return to this earth some sweet day. Our troubles will then all be o'er. The Master so gently will lead us away beyond that blessed heavenly shore. Living by faith. In Jesus above, 
Jesus above. Trusting, confiding in his great love. From all harm saved, in his sheltering arms, I'm living by faith, and I feel no alarm. Amen. And we can have that in the middle of chaos. Just trust God. Just keep trusting him. Number 146. 146. It is well with my soul. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my it is well with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. Though Satan should buffet, though trials should come, let this Blessed assurance control that Christ has regarded my helpless estate and has shed his own blood for my soul. It is well with my soul. It I sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin, not in part, but the whole, is nailed to the cross, and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, oh, my It is well, it is well with my soul, and Lord, haste the day when the faith shall be spied, the clouds be rolled back as a scroll, the trump shall resound, and the Lord shall descend, even so it is well with my soul, it is well with my soul, it is well, it is well. 
my soul. Amen. If you're in Christ, you can certainly sing that. Through the darkest of times, you can sing that. Certainly the man that wrote that, I know I've shared it with you before, but the man that wrote that had lost everything but his wife. I mean everything. And God gave him that song. He lost four daughters. He sent his wife and his four daughters on a boat to uh, to uh, to uh, Europe and uh, for for vacation, and he planned to meet them there. And the boat went down on the way, and his wife sent him a message from England: "Saved alone, everybody else died." And God gave him that message. It is well with my soul in the middle of all that. Thank you, Lord. 
Take your Bible this morning. Let's turn back to John chapter 17. John chapter 17. And we'll be looking at verses 12 and 13 this morning. John chapter 17. And then you'll get a break for two weeks. And I'll be back, and we'll be back in verse 14. Amen. Like I said, we could we could rush through chapter 17, but I don't think it's one of those things that you consume like a bottle of Gatorade. Amen. I think you you need to sip this. Amen. You don't need to guzzle it. There's so much here. The Lord is 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 so uh, expressive of His heart. You see Christ in His true. Well, not that He He's ever held anything back because the Lord never held anything back. But but he is so expressive in his love toward his disciples. And thus, his love toward us, because he didn't love them any more, any different than he loves us. You know, God is no respecter of persons. Amen? His love, God doesn't love any of us with the love turned down. Amen? He loves us wide open. So let's look, to, let's look this morning, and uh, we'll read down from, from chapter, uh, chapter 17, verse 1 down through uh, verse 13. Give me just one second to get lined out here, and we'll get ready and get going. All right. John 17, the Bible says, These words spoke Jesus, spake Jesus, rather, and lifted his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify thy Son, that thy Son also may glorify thee as thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, and with the glory which I had with thee before the world was, I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou gavest them me, and they have kept thy word. Now they have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee. For I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me, and they have received them and have known surely that I came out from thee, and they have believed that thou didst send me, I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine, and all mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to thee, Holy Father, and keep, Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those thou hast given, that thou gavest me, I have kept, and none of them is lost, but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. And now come I to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. And let's 
And may the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for his blessing. Father, we come before you this morning. And Father, we ask, Lord, that you might meet with us even now. Lord, we love you so much. We're thankful for your word. And Lord, we know that your word, Lord, is to be magnified. Your word is to be held up. And, and Lord, we are, to, we are to glean all that we can glean from it. And, Father, as we look at these two verses this morning, I pray, Lord, that you'll uh, allow us to, Lord, to, to get a good drink from it today. Lord, we ask you to feed us and nourish us. Lord, may we see the true character of the Lord Jesus Christ. May we see, Father, your character. Lord, may you reveal yourself to us today by the person of your Holy Spirit taking the Word of God and opening it up before us. Lord, let it bloom like a rose. Lord, may we smell the fragrance of it today. Father, I love you so much. Thank you for loving me. Thank you, Lord, for calling me to this preaching ministry. Fill me today, Lord, with your power. I pray, Lord, you'd cleanse me. Pour your Holy Spirit of God out all over me and all in me, Lord. Use me today for Christ's honor and glory. Forgive my sins. Lord, please help me. I need you, Jesus. I need you so much. Lord, these that have come to hear, we all need you. These that are listening in, we need you. Speak to us today. And we're going to give you glory and praise ahead of time and thank you ahead of time for what you're going to do here in our midst. And we'll thank you now in Christ's name. Amen. All right. Again, and I and I know it don't even need saying because all y'all were here, but yeah, we're on the we're outside the gate. We're in the Kidron Valley. We're somewhere between the gate and the Garden of Gethsemane. Like I said, there in the moonlight, Jesus is praying. And he's and, and last week, uh, you know, he talked about all mine are thine, all thine are mine, and I'm glorified in them. He's glorified in us as we obey him, as we live out the commandments of Christ as we honor him and as we submit to him, we are glorified in him. When a change is seen in someone who used to be one way, and when God comes in, when he moves into that life, when he, when he saves that soul, that person has changed, and they're no longer the person they used to be anymore. They don't do the same things they used to do. They don't talk the way they used to talk. They don't think the way they used to think. Their, their, their desires are, are changed because they have, now they have the Spirit of the Lord Jesus living inside of them, and they cannot be the same anymore. All right, so he talked about that, and then he talked about it, and he said, and I'm no more in the world. I am no more in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to thee, Holy Father. Keep them, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. So we get to this morning. And we looked this morning at verses 12 and 13. He said, While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me, I have kept, and none of them is lost, but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. He said, While I was with them in the world. What a thrill it must have been to walk next to the physical manifestation of God. That's all I can say. I, I just... I, I wish sometimes that I had lived in those days. I wish sometimes I could have been born in Jerusalem. I wish sometimes I could have I could have been one in the crowd who stood there and watched the Lord Jesus in person preaching to the crowds. I wish sometimes I could have followed him 
down the street and, 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 and saw the miracles that he performed, but I can still do that. Hallelujah. I have the word of God. I have, I have a front row seat to all that Jesus has done. He was with them. In the world. He was, he's with me. He's with you. Amen. John 1, verses 10 through 13 says, He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But, oh, praise God, but as many as received him. No, the world didn't want him. The world threw him away. Again, as they were t- we were talking this morning, they were looking for a conquering king. They weren't looking for a humble savior. They were looking for uh, one to come in majesty and put down the gov- oppressive government of the day. They were looking for a political king. They weren't looking for a savior that they needed. No, he came unto his own, his own received him not, but as many as received him, those who listened to his words. Those who listened to his words, and they said, wait, this lines up with what we've learned in the temple. This lines up with what we know about Messiah. He must be the Messiah. Only God can do the things that this man does. He only speaks truth. All he does is, is he does good in the name of God. He must be, and they believe. The same way you and I have heard about the Lord Jesus Christ, and we believed. As many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Listen to me. Glory, hallelujah. The Bible says that when we believe, we become the sons of God. We are God's children, hallelujah. I'm so grateful this morning that I know that when I die, I don't have to worry. I don't have to be concerned in that moment of death. I listened this week. I listened to the testimony of a young lady. She was probably in her 20s. I watched a video of her talking, and she was talking about how she, she had uh, undergone so many surgeries, and she prepared herself each time because when you go into anesthesia, you don't know if you're going to wake up or not. She talked about how her parents had to sign, you know, saying if, if she dies and the hospital's not responsible. She said so 20-something times she prepared herself saying, you know what, I'm going to, she said, I'm going to trick myself into thinking I'm dying when I go under the gas. She said, I'm going to do that, and I'm going to tell myself that I'm dying, and I'm going to pretend, and that way when death finally comes, it won't be a shock to me, and I won't, I won't let it get the best of me. Well, she said she did die. She did flatline, and she said, you know what, nothing could prepare me for that. She said, you know, the hardest thing was letting go because I wanted to continue living. She said, I became like a little toddler, and I was crying for my mother, and I wanted her to hold my hand. And, and I, I thought to myself, this girl doesn't know Jesus. Nothing, she said, had anything to do with Jesus. And I can imagine in my mind someone trying to grasp and hang on to life because they don't have anything else to look forward to. But, oh, my soul, not that I'd want to leave my church family, not that I'd want to leave my earthly family, not that I'd want to leave my children, my wife, my mother behind, but I can tell you this, if God calls me today, I'm not going to cry. Amen? Listen, if God calls me today, I'm not going to scratch and claw. Amen? I'm going to somewhere that's so much better than we've ever seen down here, and I'm going to see loved ones that have gone on before. Amen? Don't know how come I said all that, but amen, I'm glad I did. Amen? I'm a child of God. Hallelujah. Amen? The Bible said he gave them power. We didn't have any power of our own. Praise God, it was all him. He was with them in the world, and he gave them power to become the children of God. Amen. The Bible says, which were born not of blood, 
nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. had nothing to do with their raising. It had nothing to do with, with what they wanted or, or, or their desire, but it was of God. Amen? Salvation is of God. It's not of man. He said, while I was with them in the world. We ought to look at how he shepherded over them while he was with them in the world. What a shepherd he was to his disciples. What a shepherd he is to us as his sheep. Mark nine fourteen through 16, the Bible said, And when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them, and the scribes questioning with them. Straightway, all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed and running to him, saluted him. And he wasn't a bit interested in all them that running to him, saluted them. No, he went right to the disciples, to the Pharisees, I mean the scribes. He went right to the scribes and he said, what question ye with them? Oh, he was, he was protecting his sheep. They tried to ca- corner up his disciples and tried to confuse them. He, they tried to attack them. And no, he wasn't having it. He came right to them and said, why are you questioning them? He took care of his own. I'm going to tell you, he comes to our rescue. I'm thankful to God this morning that he has not left me alone. I'm thankful to God that he's placed his spirit within me. Amen. I'm thankful to God that when I read the word of God and I hide it in my heart, it's there so that when the devil comes at me, when he comes to attack me, when he comes to back me up into a corner, God lives inside of me and he takes the scripture, the sword, and he draws it from his sheath and he fights back through me with the word of God. Christ has not changed one bit. You say, he's not here in person. No, but he's still doing the same thing. Amen. While I was with them in the world. Oh, how he loved them while he was with them in the world. John 13, 1. The Bible says, now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of the wor- this world unto the Father, having loved his own, which were in the world. He loved them to the end. He was ready to go home. He was ready to go back to see his father, but yet his heart was torn because he loved them so. And, and he, wa- he wanted them to be prepared to face this world without him. And he loved them to the end. He didn't take his eyes off of them all the way, all the way. John 15, 9, As the Father hath loved me, Jesus said, as the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. That's hard for me to take in. I don't know about you. That's hard for me to take in. That Jesus loves me. Amen? As the Father loved him. Wow. Wow. I ain't ever been loved by that, like that by nobody down here. You hadn't either. We don't even understand how much he loves us. We can't even grasp how much he loves us. Amen? There's no way. There's no way for you and I to conceive of how much the Father loves the Son. There's just no way. We don't live on that plane. We don't live in that headspace. Amen? We can't, with this little pea brain and this little noodle up in our head, we cannot conceive of that depth of love. The only way we can conceive of it is to read the Word of God and the Spirit of God give us a little glimpse of it. But I'm telling you, down here on this earth, you will not perceive or conceive of just how much God loves you. But I can tell you this, it's further than anything you can conceive of. And just the knowledge that it's there, just the knowledge, just that it's so great we can't even get our arms around it, ought to make us just, 
humble ourselves and, and bow in awe to him and give him reverence for the fact that he loves us like that. My soul, what a love he has for you and I. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. And he says, continue in it. Don't leave it. Don't vary from it. Don't back up from it. Don't turn to the right hand nor to the left. Keep your eyes on me. Keep walking. Trust me. Amen? When he talked about looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, listen, we're to, we're to walk like we're walking that tightrope, not looking down, just trusting him, balancing with the word of God and keeping our eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ, never, never looking down, never looking to the right or the left, but our eyes on him and understanding the amount of love that he has for us. I think so many times of being four or five years old, standing on a tailgate, and my daddy stepping back one or two feet and saying, jump. How many of y'all done that? Hold your hand up. Let's be honest. Let's have a moment. Okay, we've all just about, I mean, at one time or other, I mean, you know what, and you're a little bit scared, but then again, you know daddy's going to catch you. Right? And he'll catch you and throw his arm around you and, <laughs> you know, and pat you and give you kisses or whatever. And you think, why was I ever worried? Hey, man, listen. <clears throat> if we just knew how much God loved us, oh, we'd jump. We'd jump. We'd go so much further than we ever do. We'd love harder than we ever love. We'd trust way more than we ever trust. We'd surrender deeper than we ever surrender if we just understood how much he loves us. It would give us confidence to jump a mile. John 13, 34, a new commandment, Jesus said, I give unto you that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. And again, in John 15, 12, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. You say, preacher, why do you read the same kind of verses over and over again? Because I want you to see that God's serious about it. When God continues to repeat something over and over and over, he's saying, get this. Don't miss this. This is important that you not let your love grow cold in this wicked generation that we're living in. It, we're not under the circumstances of life, my friends. We're under the grace of God. We live in a different economy than the rest of this world because you and I are sealed with grace. We're held up by the everlasting arms of God. We're loved, folks. We're loved. <clears throat> he said, while I was with them in the world, Think about the example that he showed them, and us. This is not all about them. This is about us as well. What an example he showed us. In 1 Peter 2.21, the Bible says, For even hereunto were ye called. What's our call, calling? Because Christ also suffered for us. And oh, he did suffer tremendously for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. So, we're supposed to suffer for him. He suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. First John four seventeen says, Herein is our love made perfect. This is how our love grows up and becomes what it's supposed to be. That ye may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. 
He said, okay, let me read that again. Herein is our love. Here's how our love manifests in perfection or grown up, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Boldness in the day of judgment. Why would we have boldness in the day of judgment? Because we followed him. We have, if we have followed his example, if we have loved as he have loved, if we sacrificed for him uh, just as he sacrificed for us, then in the day of judgment when we stand before Almighty God, we're not going to be afraid of anything. We're not going to be afraid of loss of anything. We're not going to be afraid of, of, of not having reward. We're not going to have to, we're not going to, have to, to uh, be, be afraid of, the, uh, of shame because we failed God to serve him as we ought to. I don't have to worry about my salvation because my salvation is paid for. He said it's finished, it's done. I don't worry about that. But let me tell you something. There's more to, getting, there's more to heaven than just our salvation. Amen? There's the judgment seat of Christ. And that's a very, very important part that we, we gloss over because we don't like to think about it. But I'm telling you right now, it's important to God. It's important to God, and our works will be judged. I want to have something to show for this time that I've been here. I want God to be pleased with me when I get there, and I know you do too. Amen? But we've got to remember to follow Christ's example if we're going to do that, if we're going to get what, we, what we'd like to receive when we get to the other side. Listen, he, but we need to remember the example that he set for us. What did he do for us? He modeled to us the importance of prayer. He, he, Jesus prayed. Jesus said it. He went apart to pray, and he prayed long. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. We better be a praying people. We better be trusting in prayer. We better be exercising prayer. If there was ever a time in your life when this world needs some praying Christians, it's today. I mean, good night. We can't count on the rest of the world to have any positive impact on anything. It's left for us to pray. It's left for us to cry out. It's left for us to stand in the gap. Listen, we need the Father's help. I don't know about you, but I need the Father's help. I can't be a good daddy without the Father's help. I can't be a good husband without the Father's help. I can't be a good son. I can't be a good pastor. I can't be a good anything without the Father's help. It's important that we talk to God regularly. It's important that we don't forget the need of it. Jesus modeled for us the importance of prayer. He modeled for us a life of submission and obedience to the Father. Again, as I've said before so many times, Jesus never did one thing that wasn't his Father's will. Jesus had no agenda of his own ever. Everything he did was in accordance with the Father's will in fulfilling prophecy. He lived a life of submission to the Father. That's the kind of life God wants us to live. Not a life of I'm going to get I'm going to get what I I'm going to get mine. That's that's what this world says. I got to get mine. Well, to a Christian, that ain't our motto. No, we got to get His. We got to be about His business. We must be about our Father's business, as Jesus said when He was 12 years old in the temple. No, you're not. That I must be about my Father's business. So should you and I. What else did he show us? He modeled for us grace. He modeled for us the mercy of God. He modeled for us forgiveness. I mean, you think about when he was hanging on the cross and he cried out, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Did he not model for us how to, how to be forgiving even though we're, we're completely under attack by, I mean, and unjustly? 
He wasn't hanging there for any sins of his own. You know that. He was punished even though he had no crime. He was held guilty even though he was innocent. And oftentimes in life, I'm going to tell you something, that's going to happen to us. We're going to be seen as guilty by someone who doesn't like us, doesn't want anything to do with us. They're going to look at us <coughs> as wrong even though we may be right. They look at us as guilty even though we may be innocent. God says we're to be forgiving. We're to be forgiving. And we need to remember like him that those, those people that come against us, they don't know what they're doing. I think about if he's that forgiving toward those who crucified him. You think about this. How much more forgiving is he toward his stumbling child? Have you and I stumbled? Hmm? We have, haven't we? Isn't it good to know we have such a forgiving Lord? Amen. He goes on to say here, he said, I, I, he said, when I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. I kept them in thy name. Proverbs 18.10, the Bible says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. The name of the Lord. I like that. It means because I'm his. Amen. I'm his child. Listen, I'm, my people which are called by my name. Amen. We're his. Amen. The name of the Lord is a strong power. It's a safe place. I kept them in the name. What's in a name? I mean, you know, my name don't mean a whole lot. I mean, I think my name means... The Beacon Hill. Now, what Brandon means, something like that, from the Beacon Hill. I don't even know what that means. I have no idea. I don't know. Do you know what your name means? I mean, is it some big important thing? I don't, I don't think in America we don't put no importance on names. But in Hebrew, names mean something. God often would change somebody's name to signify a change had taken place in their character. We talked about here a while back, we talked about Jacob's name being changed to Israel. Uh, you know, Jacob meant deceiver or supplanter. Well, he changed it to Israel. That's that, totally different. Amen. So he changed Simon's name. He called him Peter. And he changed Saul's name to Paul. Okay? So there's something in a name. The name Jesus. Jehoshua. Jehoshua means Jesus, the same name. So you say Joshua is, Joshua is the name Jesus in the Hebrew. But what does that mean? It means, Je- it means Jehovah is salvation. That's what that name means. Jehovah is salvation. It's a name that's above all names. God has given him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. I have kept them in thy name. Oh, he's, a, he's powerful above all names. And I thank God for its power. See, what, what Christ says here, he said, I've kept them in thy name. What he says here of his, of his disciples is true of all of his saints while they're in this world. 
Christ keeps us in his name, in God's name. And what that implies is this. Number one, that we're weak and we cannot keep ourselves. There ain't a thing in this world we can do to keep ourselves. As much as we'd try, if we shut ourselves off, lived in a little mountain cabin somewhere our entire life, uh, completely separated from the rest of the known world, you and I could not live a sin-free lifestyle. I hate to break it to you. Our own hands are not sufficient to keep us from sin. They're not sufficient to keep... Listen to me. I can't keep myself saved. I've never been able to keep myself saved. I couldn't keep myself saved if I tried. I have to be kept in God's name. Anybody... And, I, and I'm amazed at the amount of people who believe they can keep themselves saved. So many denominations out there would preach to you that you have to do just that. That if you, if you fall down, you lose your salvation. I'm sorry, but that don't work. That don't work with this King James Bible. You know what else? What else it tells me that Christ, that we're kept, that, 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 we're, that, that, that we're kept in God's name? It tells me that we are, in God's account, valuable and worth keeping. Amen? God looks at us as, worth, as valuable to him. I don't know why. I'm not valuable. I look at myself in the mirror and I think, why would God think I'm any value? And you probably feel the same way. What do I, what about, what's about me that's any worth anything? I don't know. But we're worth something for God to spend the price that he spent on us. Think about the price he paid. We must be very valuable to him and worth keeping. Precious in his sight. Honorable. His treasure. His jewels. That's what we are. That's humbling to hear those words because we shouldn't feel that we are, but we are. To God, we're valuable. He, I mean, he didn't have to do any of this. I mean, he didn't have to write this book. He didn't have to create this world. He didn't have to do any of it. None of it had to be, but out of his great love, he did it all. I wish we could get our heads around it today. I really do. Something else I see in that is that our salvation is designed and we are kept by it. First Peter 1 Peter 1.5, the Bible says, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation ready to re be revealed in the last time. As the wicked are reserved for the day of evil, so the righteous are preserved for the day of bliss of bliss. God had all this design. Amen. What a, I mean just the plan of God, the design of God, the love of God. It goes beyond our comprehension. <clears throat> what else do I see in this that he he keeps us in God's name? That we're we we are the Lord Jesus charge. He's we are in his charge to keep, amen? He has, he has taken that on. We are his, and he keeps us. And what did he do for us? He exposed himself. He put himself in front of his sheep. He died for his sheep, amen? That's what, when we look at him as a shepherd, we need to understand that. His sheep are helpless, and he had to do everything for us. He said, Preacher, I know all this. I know I'm saved. I know I believe in eternal security. Well, I'm going to tell you something. It sure is good to hear it again. Amen. It's good to hear it. 
praise God, that we're saved. John 10, 27 through 30, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. Hallelujah. I and my Father are one. I mean, so I don't think about this just for a second. How many times would I have fallen if Jesus hadn't held me up? Countless. Countless times. Psalm 124, 2 and 3. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side when men rose up against us, then they had swallowed us up quick when their wrath was kindled against us. You know what? If it hadn't been, we'd have been swallowed up just like that. We'd have been swallowed up in our sin. The Lord has held us up every time we've fallen down. Every time we've been in a situation we didn't know how to get in, how to get out of, rather, the Lord has been our strength. He's been our support. He's been our power. But I'm thankful, so thankful for eternal security. In the words of Charles Spurgeon, he said, If it should ever come to pass that the sheep of God could fall away, alas, my fickle, feeble soul would fall 10,000 times a day. Ain't nothing about it, mere use any good. It's about him. Amen? It's about what he's done in us. I'm running out of time this morning, so y'all pray for me. I'm going to try to finish this up. Those that thou gavest me I have kept, and none of them is lost. He's a good shepherd. He keeps his flock entrusted to his care. He's not satisfied that 99 are in the fold. No, he goes looking for the one who's lost out on the mountainside. He's careful to keep all that's entrusted to him by the Father. He doesn't lose any. But you know what? Sometimes sometimes his sheep don't act like the shepherd. I hadn't seen that happen in this church, and I don't think it would. But you know what? Somebody falls down, a lot of times the rest of the sheep will run them off rather than try to help them up. They will. They run them off and say, oh, you, well, you messed up. You ain't like us. Get out of here. Get on. Get away from us. That's not that's not God's way. You know, there, there's all kinds of sheep, folks. There's troublesome sheep. There's noisy sheep. There's belligerent sheep sometimes. We got to love them when they fall down. We love them and bring them back into the fold. Listen, isn't that what happened in First Corinthians, where, the, where the, the young man he was committing a heinous sin with his stepmother, and Paul said, turn him over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh. That the Spirit might be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. And then the next epistle we see where he had repented, and Paul said, welcome him back. He said, I've forgiven him. Welcome him back. But we're so slow sometimes to welcome people back. We want to scrutinize them to death instead of loving them for the glory of God. Let's don't ever be guilty of that here. There's some, there's some folks that don't belong in the fold. They don't belong in the fold because they're not his. They, they may be in church under a false profession. They're there in the body, but they're not there in mind, and they're certainly not there in spirit. 1 John 2.19, the Bible says, They went out from us, they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have no doubt have continued with us, but they went out that they might be manifest that they were not all of us. John 6, 64 and 65, But there are some of you that believe not, for Jesus knew from the beginning 
who they were that believed not and who should betray him. And he said, Therefore said I unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my father. Jesus said, Those that I gave to me I've kept none of them is lost. He's never lost one, ever. Jesus has never dropped one soul. He never said, well, you know what? You were saved, but you're, you're not living right. You don't love me like you used to, so I'm done with you. No, that's not what he does. To those, he says, repent. 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 What did he tell church Ephesus? He said, repent. What did he tell, what he, what, what has he said time and time and time and time again? Repent, 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 repent. And I got I ain't got time to finish this, y'all, but I'm gonna try my best to, to touch it. I'm gonna skip over the, the part about Judas. I want us to get down to to uh verse twelve real quickly. I mean verse thirteen. He said, And now I come to thee, and these things I speak in the world that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. Jesus wants us to have his level of joy. Again. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I see how he wants us to, but again, for us to have that level of joy, my brain can't conceive of that. But I, I guess, I guess it's possible because the Lord said so. John fourteen twenty seven. He said, "Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled." Neither let it be afraid. God wants us to have peace, and when where peace is, then joy is possible. He's praying here in, in, in John 17 that we might have his joy. He said, Father, I, I, I've had joy in you, and I want them to experience that same joy. He's told them that they're to love it as he loved them. His peace, his joy, his love, what more could we want? What more could we need than the peace, the joy, and the love of God? The only thing I can think of is the faith, if I had his faith. He's the author and the finisher of faith. Peter, in speaking of the healing of the lame man, he said, and through the faith that is by him, this man standeth before you whole. With faith, all things are possible. And I wish I had that kind of faith, amen? But I want the joy of the Lord like he promised to us. And his desire is that we have that kind of joy. And I know it's easy to say, well, you know, if the world wasn't so bad, it's the world. But again, we're not under the circumstances of the world. We're not in the world. We're 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 in the world, but we're not of the world. Amen? You heard me say it before. The ship is safe in the ocean as long as the ocean is not in the ship. And a, and a Christian is safe in the world as long as the world is not in the Christian. We can exist in this world filled with the joy of the Lord, filled with the peace of God and the love of God and the faith of God. We can exist inside this world without all those things affecting us if we, if we keep our heart and mind focused in Him. His desire is that His joy might be fulfilled in us. What a powerful witness your life will become when your life is full of joy and not full of complaining. The fullness of joy 
Now listen to me, I'm about to close. The fullness of joy is related to, number one, our keeping his commandments. You can't be full of his joy unless you're obeying him. You agree with that? Amen. I listen. I mean, a child can't be right with mom and daddy unless he's doing what he's told. Am I right? Okay. A child of God is not going to be in the joy of the Lord unless that child is doing what the Father said. Amen. And abiding in His love, and that means a continual relationship of of saying, "Father, you're right, and I'm wrong. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to submit to you. I'm going to follow you as Christ followed you." The fullness of joy is related to the keeping the commandments. And he's all, and it's also related to us having a good prayer life. John sixteen twenty four. Hitherto you've asked nothing in my name. Ask that you shall receive, that your joy may be full. Our prayer life, us asking and receiving of God, that, that's what causes joy in our life is knowing that the Lord loves us and the Lord wants to bless us. Not with materialistic things that we don't need and filling our life with junk. It takes up our time and pulls us away from him. No, but the things we need in Christ to be to be uh, successful as a child of God, to be effective as a child of God, those things we're to ask for, those things we receive, and those things will give us the joy of knowing that we're able to do what God told us to do. We're able to uh, please Him in our in our in our life in our actions, and not only that, but our fellowship. We need our fellowship to have fullness of joy. Our fellowship with the Father and the Son. First John one three through four that that which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son Jesus Christ. These things write we unto you that your joy may be full. When we have fellowship with the Son, we have fellowship with the Father. He said, I, "You can have joy. You can be full of joy." But how can you have fellowship if you don't obey? How can you have fellowship if you don't talk to him? You can't. So what do we do? We spend time in the Word of God, and we listen to what he has to say. We talk to him, and we share with him our needs and and our wants and our desires. And you know what? As we do that, there's fellowship, and God answers prayer, and our lives are receiving the things of God and we're able, we're equipped to do the things of God. And as we're doing that, we feel the hand of God upon us. We see the fruit of God working in our life. You know what? We step back and we go, wow, God's really working in my life. God's using somebody like me. God, God, God saw fit to reach down and touch me. You know what happens then? A little fountain down inside your spirit gets to bubbling. Amen. It goes to bubbling and splashing and shooting up and going out everywhere. People around you say, wow, something different about you. You've got some joy in your life, don't you? But don't forget about something else, too. There's our fellowship with each other. That's a part of it. Second John one twelve. Having many things to write unto you, I would not write with paper and ink, but I trust to come to you and speak face to face that our joy may be full. <coughs> when you get around family member you haven't seen in a while, and you love one another, there's joy in seeing some, a, a long family member you had not seen in some time. Well, you know what? 
when we come together as brothers and sisters in Christ, we have the same love, we have the same joy, we have the same grace, we have the same mercy, have all the same, uh, same faith. We have communion in Christ. So when we come together, there's joy. And someday, in his presence, there's going to be fullness of joy. In his presence now, there's fullness of joy. But oh, someday, when we get on the other side, what joy there's going to be. Let's stand together. I'm thankful this morning to know that I'm loved with a love that goes beyond my own comprehension. I'm thankful to know that, that God wants me to be blessed. God wants me to have all that that Christ had. Nothing would he hold back from a child who's who's yearning for him. <clears throat> do you feel I'm 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 just asking you. Do you can you honestly stand there and say today, I feel like I'm receiving all that I should receive from God. I feel like I've got all the joy I need in my life. I feel like I got all the peace I need in my life. <clears throat> feel like my faith is where it ought to be I'm doing good preacher if that's you hallelujah if that's not you I'd, I'd, I'd suggest seeking seeking it from God because we're supposed to have it amen let's pray father in heaven lord I thank you for this this morning I thank you lord for this service and lord I ask you please create a hunger in us to have all the things we've been promised of God Help us to realize the Lord Jesus prayed for us to have these things. He prayed in earnest for us to receive these things, for us to walk in these things. Lord God, may we respond to his prayer by also seeking these things. Lord, help us to walk in your love. Help us to walk in your joy. Father, I thank you so much for Jesus. I thank you for salvation by grace through faith in him. Bless us now. Bless us in this invitation. Bless us today. In Jesus' name, amen. As we sing, 383, Jesus paid it all. I hear the Savior say, Thy strength indeed is small. Child of weakness, watch and pray. Find in me thine all in all. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, he washed it white as snow. Let's sing that last verse. And went before the throne. I stand in him complete. Jesus died my soul to save. My lips shall still repeat. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. All right, then. We'll be back here at 6 tonight.
trust the Lord to keep you and take care of you, and you have a good day. And I'll see you back here, Lord willing, at 6 o'clock. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Be dismissed, and I'll see you then. All right. Brother Tony dismisses. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for the message we've heard. Lord, we pray for the ones on the Amen. Amen. Y'all have a good y'all have a good afternoon. All right, I'll Y'all be careful. Yes, ma'am. Good luck. Good luck. You going to be here tonight? Uh, I don't know. I'm supposed to go help clean at the community center. Mm-hmm. We haven't had a meeting since all this stuff started, and I don't know. It just depends. I oh. mean, I'll try to. Well, if I'll see you tonight, I'll be here Wednesday. Have a blessed day, sis. Well, Luis, good to see you, man. Everything going all right with you? Amen. Amen. Have a blessed day, brother. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's plaid day, I guess. We ain't playing. I got to do a tape measure for her. Tape measure?